We always talk about getting ruthless about our diets. We get ruthless about our exercise regimen. We get intense about our new morning routine and ruthless about our new goals for our business and for the next year. But what if we took that same intensity and ruthlessness and applied it to our heart, applied it to that inner work that God wants to do in us and applied it to the choices that we have to make in our heart countless times each day. Welcome to Dreamers and Disciples. Today, I'm gonna share with you one of the best pieces of advice I've ever received and why it has the power to change your year. And I don't say that lightly at all because it's changed the past 10 years of my life since I first heard it. So no matter where you are in life right now, I believe it can do the same for you. It can change how you follow Jesus. It can deepen your joy. It can transform your family, your church, or your business. So I'm gonna share with you that piece of advice as well as four ways you can put it into practice no matter what is going on in your world right now. I got this piece of advice about a decade ago in Australia. I was on a trip there and I got to connect with a new friend that I had looked up to for a long time. And this guy was a hero of mine. And I had a chance to finally go to lunch with him and just ask him all the questions I'd ever wanted to ask him. So I had my journal full of those questions and I just wanted to pick his brain about life and marriage and leadership and ministry. And what I found very quickly is he was one of those people who was even better in person than he was from far away. And trust me, it's not always like that. I'm sure you found that out yourself, but this guy was the real deal. During that conversation, he started talking about a really tough season in his life and his relationships with other people. And I asked him, how are you able to get through that with your joy intact and with those relationships still strong? And what he said next to me has stayed with me ever since. I go back to it again and again and again. I wrote about it in my book. I've even mentioned it on this podcast before, but I think it's really appropriate for this season of my life and I believe for yours as well. He said, I decided to be ruthless about making the right heart choice. Let me just say that again. He said he decided to be ruthless about making the right heart choice. And that wording really struck me because ruthless feels like it's, a pretty aggressive word when it comes to your heart. But if you think about it, it's normal in almost every other context. So I'm recording this episode as we end one year and head into a new one. And at this time of year, we always talk about getting ruthless about our diets. We get ruthless about our exercise regimen. We get intense about our new morning routine and ruthless about our new goals for our business and for the next year. But what if we took that same intensity and ruthlessness and applied it to our heart, applied it to that inner work that God wants to do in us and applied it to the choices that we have to make in our heart countless times each day? What if we were ruthless about making the right heart choice? In fact, I would say that this is the foundation on which every other good thing you wanna see in your life must be built on. Yes, physical discipline matters. Your financial discipline is important, but none of that will bring you any lasting joy in life if you don't get this right. Paul even talks about 
the same type of intensity, the same type of ruthlessness when it comes to our heart and the way that we follow Jesus. So in Galatians chapter 5, verse 24, he says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So Paul's talking about getting ruthless about our desires and making sure that we crucify the wrong ones and breathe life into ones that honor Christ. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2, he says, For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So Paul is telling us to be ruthless about our focus. And then in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5, he says, We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So we have to be ruthless about what we let in our minds. And so Paul is basically underscoring that piece of advice. We have to be ruthless about our hearts, about our minds, about our focus. So I wanna challenge you to do this with me this year, to be ruthless about making the right heart choice. And side note, if you haven't read my book, This Dream Is Not For You, it's all about this. It's all about how to live this way and make the right heart choice specifically about our dreams. So it would be a great way to focus your heart at this time of year. So you can find the link to that in the show notes. But as I was praying through this for myself this year, I wrote down eight heart choices that I want to be ruthlessly and intensely disciplined about making over the next 12 months. So no matter if you're listening to this or watching this in January or in May, this is a great way to focus yourself into whatever season of life you're entering into. So I wanna invite you to do these with me. Now, remember, when your heart is concerned, we're talking about progress, not perfection. So you're not gonna perfectly make these heart choices correctly every time. Um, but this is about moving in the right direction with intention, with focus, with purpose. And none of this is possible without the Holy Spirit working in us and through us. So we need His power. We need to posture our heart before Him in prayer to be able to do this well and to sustain it for the long haul. So this is gonna be broken out into two episodes. I'm gonna give you the first four heart choices this week, and then next week, we'll have a part two with the remaining ones. So as I go through these first four today, I want you to think which one is the primary heart choice you need to focus on right now. I'd love for you to write all four down, if you can, on your phone or your laptop or in a journal, and then circle or underline the one that you know God is prompting you to take action on first. And when you do, I want you to take some time and wherever you're writing this, like I said, your phone or in a journal and come up with a simple plan that you can take action on this week or maybe even today. How can you actually posture your heart in a way that makes it easier for you to make the right heart choice in this given area? Now, before I give you these four choices though, I wanna invite you to download a free resource that will be perfect for you as you get ready to have your healthiest year yet. This is a free resource I put together called Seven Rhythms to Renew the Health of Your Soul. It's a short PDF guide to help you ensure your soul is in a healthy place this year. You can download it for free at wadejoy.com slash seven rhythms. All right, back to four heart choices that you need to be ruthless about making this year. I'm gonna keep this short so you can spend most of your time on actually reflecting on these and taking action. So number one, be ruthless about choosing to show up instead of shrinking back. Now this choice is about bold humility. 
Shrinking back from an opportunity that God has placed before you isn't a sign of being humble. It's not a sign of selflessness. It's actually a sneaky form of selfishness where you love your own comfort more than the people that God wants you to serve on the other side of your obedience. And I've really been thinking a lot recently about how Jesus calls us to be a city on a hill. Um, That's not a city that's hidden back. That's a city that's on top of a hill, shining brightly uh, in the sphere of influence that God has placed you. So God in this season wants you to shine, not to pre-reject yourself um, from an opportunity because you think it's humility when really it's fear in disguise. No, this is not a season to back down from what God is calling you to do. This is a season to show up consistently, to steward what God has given you, to bring your best into every moment. God will control what he does with that, but you control what you bring to what God has placed before you. So don't shrink back. Show up day in, day out. Show up in prayer. Show up in obedience. Show up in taking steps of faith that make you uncomfortable, that place you outside of what is familiar for you. But don't back down. There's something that God has placed inside of you that is meant to help the people around you, but it takes you coming to him and saying, God, I want to be humble, but I want to be bold. And I'm going to put all of my trust in you. So that's the first choice. Be ruthless about showing up instead of shrinking back. Here's the second choice. Be ruthless about choosing disciplined presence over distracted passiveness. Now, this is all about intentional integrity. And you might wonder what is being present or being passive have to do with integrity, but integrity is having consistency with what you say your values are and how you actually live. So a lot of us, I know this has been my story uh, many times, we say we value being present with God or we value being present with our family or really investing our time in our important relationships but do we actually have integrity in how we live that out? Because spending time on your most important priorities doesn't just happen by accident. There are too many distractions for that. We've all been there in the middle of our family and completely distracted on our phones. Maybe that happened to you this Christmas. I know there was a couple of times where I had to take my phone and put it in a different room because I just passively and naturally by default start scrolling on it. And so nothing good that you wanna see happen in your life happens on accident. It requires intention, it requires focus, and it requires a plan. So your phone might be controlling you and your time instead of it being the other way around. See, a passive life is a distracted life. So what matters most in life, I believe this more than anything right now, requires being present, being present to God, being present to your own health, being present to your family and most important relationships, and being present to your purpose. But for that to happen, like I said, it requires a plan. It requires saying, these are my priorities, and I'm going to structure my life around those priorities. I say this a lot. You might have heard me say this before, but better planning leads to greater presence. So discipline is making a plan to be present to your most important priorities, and that starts in your heart. It starts by choosing what your values are, what is truly important to you, and then deciding to live with integrity towards those values, to say, I won't 
what I say in my heart and what I say with my lips are my values. And I want to make sure my actions and the way I spend my time actually line up to that. And it won't happen by default. It won't happen by being passive because you will get distracted. It requires a plan for being present. All right, here's the third heart choice. Be ruthless about choosing a spirit of whatever instead of whenever. A spirit of whatever instead of whenever. And this is all about rejecting excuses. 1 Corinthians 10, 31 tells us, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. I have spent so much of my life chasing a whenever. Whenever my book comes out, then I'll feel this way. Whenever my bank account hits that number, then I'll finally feel secure. Whenever uh, this finally happens, that's when just fill in the blank. What is your whenever? What have you been waiting on or giving yourself a pass on being disciplined or focused or living out your purpose because something hasn't happened yet. See, while it's good to have goals that we work towards, we can't think that those are what will make us happy or give us significance, or we can't let those be an excuse for why we're not living out our purpose right now. And this is like one of my rallying cries because I need it a lot and I think you do too. You're calling and your purpose is in whatever situation you find yourself in right now. There are no excuses for not living out your calling. There are no excuses for not living out your purpose. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't try to make our situations better. I think we should as Christians. I also think we should try to escape and leave bad situations or unhealthy situations. But in all things, we can be the light of Jesus in whatever is happening around us. You can live out your purpose and live out your calling as a follower of Jesus wherever you are. So choose to reject excuses about why you can't live out your purpose. You can embrace it right where you are. And then finally, uh, for this session, number four is be ruthless about choosing to learn from the past instead of living in it. And this is all about focusing forward. See, the difference between wisdom and bitterness sometimes comes down to learning how to do just this. Because it's wise to reflect on your past. That's how we learn lessons. That's how we carry wisdom with us. That's how we can fuel our hearts with gratitude. But remaining in the past can be a very different thing because that allows the narrative of what could have been or should have been to consume your thoughts and that only keeps you stuck in bitterness and unforgiveness. And that is poison. And that will paralyze you and prevent you from walking forward into all that God wants to do through you. So forgive where you need to forgive. Be ruthless about that. And that includes yourself too. Forgive yourself for the choices you've made that you now regret. Realize that that is all a part of your story that God can redeem and use to give you greater wisdom going forward. Create space and boundaries where needed as well. You can forgive someone, but realize it is not healthy to have the same type of relationship with them now that you did in the past. Also, you may need to be ruthless about making the hard choice of going to counseling, swallowing your pride and realizing that it's healthy and good to ask for help and to get godly professional help and then do what it takes to keep moving forward no matter what. 
So those are the first four choices that I'm trying to be ruthless about making in my heart this year. And I'm challenging and inviting you to join me. Now, let me give them to you real quickly again, because once again, I wanna make sure you write these down and then identify the one that you need to come up with a game plan to take action on. Just come up with some simple steps that you can take right now. So be ruthless about choosing to show up instead of shrinking back, choosing disciplined presence over distracted passiveness, choosing a spirit of whatever instead of whenever, and choosing to learn from the past instead of living in it. So pick one, come up with a plan. Maybe yours is to commit to bold humility, or you need to commit to intentional integrity or commit to rejecting excuses or commit to focusing forward. Whatever it is, I wanna hear from you. So let me know in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube, or you can let me know on Apple or Spotify in the reviews. I'd love to hear from you. Those also help the podcast out a lot, but tell me where you're choosing to take action, what resonated the most with you in this episode. And while you're there, subscribe to the show and share it with somebody that you think would be encouraged by this episode today. Let me just remind you too, if you haven't picked up a copy of my book, This Dream Is Not For You, the link is in the show notes. Join us back here next week for the final four choices that we need to be ruthless about making in our heart. I can't wait to see you back here for more dreamers and disciples. Mm -hmm.